Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Is it too late now to say sorry? Because I'm missing more than just your body. Oh, is it too late now to say sorry? Yeah, I know that I let you down. Is it too late to say sorry now? It is never too late to get nuked. Welcome to a Hail Murray edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host, Eagles prisoner, Daniel Hardigan. I hate my team. Moving on. With us as always, Chiefs fan, Danny Solomon. Danny, you guys are coming off a bye. That's like an automatic win for you guys, right? Yeah, well, it means I didn't have to scream at my TV another week. And even though we're winning, I just can't stop screaming. Uh, also, as always, we got Washington football team fan Jamel Johnson. Jamel, your team's dog shit. Carry comment. Uh, I don't watch real football. I only look at fantasy football. I only root for the Woodbridge Wombats, the team of destiny. Okay. Uh, and also joining the show today is comedian and host of the brand spanking new podcast, That's Messed Up. We got Bears fan, I think, Lisa Traeger <laughs> on the show. Yeah, I usually like I'm loyal to Chicago and I went to a Bears game before, but I like hot like the blonde, long haired man on the Packers. Clay Matthews. Uh, Yeah, like I'm a Clay Matthews fan, you know, like I like him or if I see someone do something cool, I'm like, I like that. Yeah, I think Clay Matthews broke through pop culture wise. He's shown up in a couple commercials. I think he was in like uh, one of the Pitch Perfect movies, too. (laughs) Wow, I like that. You'd also mentioned Warren Sapp prior to yeah. in our pre-show so, bullshitting. I don't know much about... Okay, in eighth grade, I played on an all-boys football team. I was an offensive lineman on the lightweight team. Excuse and me. yes, and I, no one explained the rules to me. I only did it for feminism. So I was just getting the shit beat out of me with no clue what was happening. Right. And... But I was like a poser kind of. So I bought this magazine and Warren Sapp was on the cover. And I'm like, this is my guy. And so then I became like obsessed with Warren Sapp for a period of time. Look, you chose great. He's uh, Trina's boyfriend in the The Baddest Bitch video. Uh, great decision making by you. Yeah. Uh, shout out Trina, friend of the program, of course. Um, okay. Any items you guys want to get to before we start the show? Yeah, I have one. I think we all owe you a heartfelt congratulations on your recent marriage. Oh, and wow. Thank you, I'm Dan. sure we all feel the same way about it. Proud of you for finally pulling the trigger after, what is it, a decade plus of Something living like in sin? Yeah, it's, Damn, in that. it's around that, that length. What and was uh, made yeah. you? Yeah, I'm... We're both what, on the same page. Right, like wait, right now, COVID, we got to do it. What happened? Well, no, you know, it, it, it got postponed a few times because of COVID. You know, we shrank it down from a big couple hundred people into about 15. 
but yeah, we still risked my family and loved ones' lives by doing this. I got my rapid test today. I'm in the clear. I'm good. I don't know about those guys. So good luck to everybody that I love, but uh, I'm not going to die from that wedding. I'm trying right now to just very quickly while we speak, look up these photos and then add them to the chat so that you can comment on them, Lisa. But I actually can't find any on your Instagram, Dan, which would, which should get you in some kind of trouble. It has posting wedding photos already. Oh, it has. I know Kim has. (laughs) It's intentional. Why won't you post your wedding? Oh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm sure I'm going to just, uh, you know, just have a full dump the barrel. Uh, at some point, I just like holding out. I like making people mad. It's why I held out so long getting married. In the first he does, you he can't make me want, do this. He doesn't want people to think he's a Trump supporter because he's hanging out with folks. That's why I was there. I didn't post any pics. I don't want people to know I'm down with whites like that. It's true. Yeah. I mean, See, Danny, you got to grow I up. You, I don't know if you knew Jamel was there. I am just finding this information now, obviously crushing, but, uh, you know, you know, my stance on going to things. I, I don't want to be the last person to die of COVID. So until that vaccine comes, I probably won't go to anything with 15 people at it, but I wish you, I would have been there. And I hope that you have some kind of a real event, like not real, but you know, just for fun, the fun part of it. Yep. We'll do a party with everybody. Lee's is coming. I'm going to make sure that we get everybody who's ever done this show to that celebration. Guys, we're going to cut this whole fucking thing. What are we even talking about right now? <laughs> no one cares. Just grow what? up, man. You, you be a man. Be proud of yourself. I'm proud. For crossing the Rubicon. I had a good time. It was awesome. You know, it's a long time coming. We just went for it. Danny, what did you hate about watching football this week? I don't even know how to transition. I can't All talk this, about that's it. this shit. I'm sorry. That it's was hard. perfect. I mean, besides not being invited by one of two other people on my podcast yep. to his was wedding. I, to, I, didn't, I wasn't supposed to invite you. This is Dan's fault. Oh, I was just, I mean, I was saying that out of three people on the podcast, one of them got married and one of them wasn't there. If Pretty I get sick. married, I'm marrying you, Danny. That'll, that would really cut through the red tape. So what I hated about football, in reality... I'm, Danny, I'm going to cut you off real quick, and I, I feel like a scumbag. It was your anniversary on the 13th, or on the 12th, right? Oh, right, yes. Well, that too, but we just, we were, we celebrated indoors by ourselves. <laughs> we watched a, a documentary called Jasper Mall about a mall in Texas that was about to close. And it's beautiful. It's actually beautiful. You should Did you order in? Me. We got uh, her her sister, my wife's sister, ordered us dinner, and we got Silver Lake ramen, which you know. I've been there. It's delicious. Oh, yeah. I think we could have done better, but uh, you know, always hits the spot. So what I hated about football, look now that now that most of America agrees we won the election, I think we can now go back to like nitpicking stupid shit, right? It doesn't have to be these bigger issues of life and state. So what I hated about football this week is seeing the future. And I'll be specific. NFL Game Pass has a notable lag of 30 seconds to a minute, which is fine. I can deal with that. I've dealt with it before in streaming things. Unless you happen to be checking your fantasy team or following the scores of other games 
while you're watching a specific game. Because if you do that, you might see an update that you did not intend to see that has taken place in a future that you don't yet know about. So that happened right before the Hail Murray. Kyler was just, he's on my fantasy team. I was just lounging around through the ending of that game on Game Pass. I was just kind of, you know, Stefan Diggs had just scored. I was thinking, oh yeah, we. Uh, I guess this is good for me because I won my pick. Bills was a tough pick. Nobody agreed with it. I was ready to just kind of let that game slowly die and then go to my day. But check my fantasy team and on it pops up an extra seven points for Kyler Murray. And there's only one play left in the game. It's like eight seconds left. So now I know exactly what is about to occur before it happens. It takes all the fun out of it. Like as everyone else is like, I can't believe this happened. I was like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that was a surprise. I knew a touchdown was coming and I figured he was probably going to pass it. So Danny, what you're talking about is football spoilers. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're seeing you, and that's the one thing that can happen that just diminishes the reason that you're watching it. I don't know if when you guys watch uh, a movie or something with, your significant other and they're asking you like if you've seen the movie and they have it and they're just like what happens tell me if it's, especially if it's like a horror movie or a thriller like you never tell them you so i'm thinking about times where you have this power and you can spoil something you know when you know a trick how, yeah like when you know like how a magic trick is done yeah i have an unpopular opinion i don't care it doesn't i'll i'll know the ending i don't care of a movie or of, of a movie football shows, game? Movie shows, anything. This is why, because when I was a kid, Rosie O'Donnell spoiled Fight Club on her show before I had seen it. <laughs> she gave something away. Damn. And then when I watched Fight Club, I liked it. I still liked it. It didn't, I, like, I was just like, <laughs> still one of my favorite movies, still watched Fight Club hundreds of times. And so that kind of, sometimes I just, yeah, I want to know. I want to know what's well, up. It's weird that she brought up Fight Club on that show. She's like slingshot and push balls and talking about blowing up credit card companies. She said, this is what she said. She's like, it just didn't make sense because he gave him a business card. In Sixth Sense, there's not a business card. And so I was like, oh, he's not real. Got it. So she she's hung up double on the spoiling. tangible element. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's double spoiling. <laughs> she gave you six cents. Somebody at my school ruined six cents for me, and I never got over it. That movie was never. People talk about it as like one of the greatest thrillers of all time. It's garbage to me because I knew. Yeah, but don't you like when you do know and then you watch it again and then you see all the clues? I mean, if I had felt that feeling that you get from truly knowing the first time, it would endear me to the content of the film, but the it's a dumb movie. If you think about it. once, you know, already it's a dumb movie. So no, you don't friends, enjoy it. My friends will say, are you sure? And I'll be like, just tell me, I'll watch it. Late. I just want to know now. Like I need to know. I want to know. Lisa, I'm with you dog. Wait, I just need pertinent information. I get it. I do get it. So with, the, I get the, that. With how about with like some of the dating shows with like The Bachelor or something? There's like that celebrity gossip in the rag that kind of will tell you where the season's going. Will you, you know, I would still watch because I'm in it for, you know, the the messy drama, but it does diminish it. I'm with a, probably closer to Danny where it's just like, man, if I know who who's going to get picked or get eliminated, it's steps Well, because I also watch old seasons. So, like, I know every winner of Ooh. Top Chef, but I'll go watch Top Chefs that I haven't seen or whatever because I've seen 
or I, I want to know how they got there. You're about yeah, the or I watch, I watch like Survivor, like seasons where people come back. So I know that they didn't win or Drag Race. I'll watch an all-star season before I've watched the season. I just don't care. And you don't feel any suspense when you find out someone has like moved on to the next round or won the whole damn thing. No, the like, best though is when sometimes on Twitter I'll think it's one thing because I'll read into a tweet and then I watch it thinking I know what happens and then something else happens and I do like that. <laughs> Maybe I do like surprises. Maybe I should now. Your like, life could be so much better. <laughs> no, because horror movies or anything like I want to read about it. So I'll go read reviews and like summaries before I watch it. It's fucked up. You're right. I do like a surprise. I should w- work on this. Thank you. That's all I wanted from everyone. Jamel, what did you hate about watching football this week? Uh, You know what I hated? Um, That the NFL is still breaking barriers. Uh, A a report uh, this Monday coming up. I saw the news. I don't know when the story broke, but uh, the first ever all-black officiating crew is taking the field this Monday night for a game in Tampa, the biggest game of the week. Uh, I can't think of more pressure to put on four <laughs> black guys. Um, what the fuck? Don't tell everybody they're black, okay? Just let them be black. You're setting these guys up for failure. The game is in Tampa, nigga. Stop it. Don't do that. And who does who does everyone like the least at the football game? The refs. Oh, now they're black. Great. <laughs> This seems seems like a lot. It's an historic night for football. For who? For refs? I don't give a shit about ref history. I love refs. I love a ref. (laughs) I like refs. I would watch a show about refs hanging out. See, I think think you're onto something here. (laughs) No, can you imagine? Who was top ref early? That sounds great. Top ref. That's the title. Not me saying that's the title because it's too annoyingly self-referential, but just title it. For a non-sports gal, I have like one sports fret. I love sports. I love the idea of them. I like people feel like being the best at something, working together, achieving dreams. Like I love it. I just don't know all the, and I know the rules. I just don't, I don't care about your number or statistics. Like that's not for me, but I have a friend who does and she always sends me ref gossip or like good refs or nice ref stories. Cause she knows I like it. It's Megan I mean, Gailey. If anyone was wondering. Of the program. Uh, yeah. Didn't she bring up like, she gets like a ref like digest or did, was that Kip who had a ref digest? There was I'm like a magazine that, that kept showing up. That was Kip. Okay. Okay. So uh, it's just a magazine with a circulation of like forty guys. Yeah. And one woman, by the way. Speaking of breaking barriers. Yeah. One female ref, and I pointed it out to Natalie, and she was decently proud. For real, top ref. I think fantastic idea. You get refs from every walk of sports. You get the the soccer ref from England. You have the basketball official, the NFL ref. Get them all into some sort of skills competition. Let's find out who the ultimate ref is, the guy who likes the rules the most. The hard part is, who refs the refs? I don't know who that is, but uh, we'll figure that out later. But who? Je- who Jesus you know, Christ. Who, yeah. <laughs> the ultimate caller of balls and strikes. Lisa, what did you hate about watching football this week? 
I only watched one play that my nephew showed me on his phone, and it was the play of the week, of course, uh, you know, the Cardinals. Um, I'm sad the Bills didn't win. I all my A lot of my friends like Bills. I like Buffalo, and I'm kind of – I think I'm happy Arizona turned blue, but even that didn't help. I'm sad the Bills lost. And they were on a streak because they're such losers, and they had such a great season, and I wanted them to keep riding it. Oh, for sure. Their fans have a real complex. I think maybe more so than any other fan in the sport. I mean, I, you could hear a collective just groan. I mean, our friend Erin, who's who's done the show, I mean, she was legit about to walk into traffic. I mean, that thing <laughs> broke her fucking heart. And they, they really just can't have good things in Buffalo. I don't know what it is, but they're cursed. No, jumping through tables. And my friend who grew up there said like every four, can you imagine four years in a row, just getting your heart stomped on over and over? It's like like pretty crazy. Your best, you're up for best actor or best actress at the Oscars every single year. This is your year, right? You crush it. No, but this happens all the time. That happens all the time. (laughs) Amy Adams. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. I'll be quick. What I hated this week was um, something I feel like they're sneaking into these broadcasts are these in-game commercials. They just split the screen and they pretend like we're not going to notice that there's just an ad happening during the game. During, you know, every game was already merciless before this started happening. Every inch of the uniform is branded. We watch games at M&T Bank Stadium, TII or TIAA Bank Field, Bank of America Stadium, Lincoln Financial Field. You get the point. But my favorites are Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans and the Mercedes-Benz Field in Atlanta. But it, as now I get not all enough, yeah, that, which is insanity. Now you're giving us in-game commercials during huddles or injury timeouts, during like a penalty discussion. This used to be the time for an announcer to shine and to really inject a personal anecdote or recap the game and let the viewer know kind of where things stand. Now, it's just a fuck you. It's an ad for Selsun Blue. And we just have, it, it's just every inch of this game, which we've already, you know, long predicted and known. There's just no room for, for color commentary anymore. It's just ads. There's and more I room for that. more ads. You could put <laughs> an ad on the visor. You could do that. You could let, uh, you could let them write Tide on the cleats. Um, face tattoos that are ads. I'll come up with some more. That's a great idea. Tattoos, just getting like, just getting like Costco on your arm. There was a hot dog place in Chicago. If you got a hot dogs uh, tattoo, free hot dogs for life. Damn. Wow. That's not even a big price to pay. Not at all. I would do it. They closed, but if there's another (laughs) hot dog business. He, they closed on purpose, not because they went out of business. It was very popular, like hour-long wait lines, but he was just tired, and he didn't want to pass it on. But if there's a hot dog place out here that wants – I will get a hot dog tattoo. It feels like any like, place that does that would go out of business in a way. There's a couple, <laughs> there's a couple hot dog ladies that park in front of uh, the Coliseum. If you get Lucinda's name tattooed on you. Inside the good. hot dog spelled with mustard, absolutely. Let's go. <clears throat> We've been talking about marriages. Danny's anniversary. I just got married. So the game this week we decided upon. Let's talk about the best football marriages. 
there's some obvious ones. There's Tom Brady and Satan. You know, there are some certain people who are married. But let's talk about the latest and greatest. Danny, do you have a football marriage? Sure, I have one. And I, I guess I'll just go conceptual with it right off the bat. Uh, my The best marriage in the NFL right now for me is the marriage between bad teams and great games. There is a definite relationship between these two. Around this time of the season, you know who sucks. And when the schedule slaps two dog shit teams together, you need to watch that game. Because this week, I watched Lions at Team, or Team at Lions, whichever the f- who even cares. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. amazing. It was so fun. As was the Pats Jets last week, or Texans Jags. A great team versus a great team is great. But I'd rather watch that in the playoffs because you never know if some some one of the teams are like holding something back for strategic reasons or they're not putting in a guy because he's kind of injured and you just rather save him for the playoffs. And two mediocre teams is fine, too, but it's usually a blowout where you find out which team is mediocre bad and which team is mediocre good. Give me the matchup of two flaccid, lifeless cocks slapping against each other. Give me the reanimated husk of Alex Smith versus a terrified seventh round rookie QB who never dreamed he'd see the field. And that's the way you can have a good time watching a game when you know the backstory sucks, when when it's just two underdogs because both teams are desperately fighting to not be lumped in with the other one. They want that tiny ounce of respectability that comes with being slightly better than another team. It's like it's like when you hear about like the rifts between Trump people where half of them are like, yeah, I believe COVID was made in a lab and mass caused cancer, but I'm not a Nazi. And the other half are like, yeah, I want to cage all immigrants and we need to make Jake from State Farm white again. But science is science. It's just that is like the. That is the way they try to differentiate themselves. That's why you play these games. Who sucks in a in a fun way, and who just sucks? All that is to say, you you know, have your Rams, Bucks, have your Packers, Colts. I'm going to watch Cowboys, Vikings next week. Kind of reminds me of like when a comedy show is going bad, and you just kind of everybody leans into that and just is like, I'm going to fuck around and just kind of make it worse, and it just becomes fun. Or the worst is when you're sitting there being like, these guys suck. I can't wait to fucking show them how it's done. And then you're like, oh, I guess I'm bad too. Yeah. (laughs) That happens bad. There's a way to bomb interestingly. You you don't always bomb where everybody hates everything that you're doing. Sometimes a bomb is like, I think it's all about self-awareness. It's self-awareness. If you let them know that you know you're doing bad, there's an ease to it. But if you don't let them know, then they're embarrassed for you too. And that's, they feel sad. Yeah. I've been booed in both situations, but you're right. <laughs> well, cause you know, like when you're doing, when you're doing a set that you know works, but you're not on your game, you take the loss and you just kind of bomb and you bomb in a way that you understand why everybody hated it. But when you have something that you know is good, but it bombs, that's different. And people, and, and also when, everyone's bombing and you kind of, you know, you get it before everyone else does. And you just kind of handle it. That's you know, what the not worst is. Yeah. The worst is when everyone's bombing 
and then someone does something to stop the bombing, but it's not their set. It's them yelling about something that's happening in the room, and it just galvanizes everybody. Then everyone else tries to ride that same wave. I want those people dead. Those are like that's like when that's like when everybody ran the wildcat. Remember when the Dolphins did the wildcat, and then ten teams were like, "We're the wildcat now." I want all of them dead. Like when a mouse appears in the back of the room, and you're like, "There's a mouse," and then everybody has to talk about the mouse. Yeah, now everybody got mighty mouse. Okay, okay. I like where you're saying, Danny. There's like a there I just is don't a beauty want them to die. To well, yeah, I might uh, look embellishment. Cut one of those deaths. Didn't need. We don't need to. We'll cut one of the deaths. Uh, Jamel, do you have a football marriage for us? Well, my favorite is chicken tender baskets and stadiums, but they're getting divorced. They're in the middle of a divorce right now. Separation. They were, separation. They were my favorite. They might they get back absolute, together. Oh my God. The Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston of this shit. Every year they might figure it back out, man. We can adopt more kids. Uh, but currently, I think my favorite is defensive players and celebrating too early. They love to do it. They love nothing more. It doesn't matter what point in the game. If I'm playing on defense and I make anything near a cool play, I'm dancing. Doesn't matter if the offense scores on the very next play. This is my time to dance. It might never happen again, and it actually won't ever happen again because I'm not thinking about the game. I'm thinking about dancing. Yes. Do you have a best football marriage? I do. Um, I went a little more literal with mine. And uh, do you guys know Anthony Adams? Spice oh, Adams? Of oh, that's my guy. Mm-hmm. I love him and his wife. They really love each other. <laughs> they have Aww. a beautiful family. He adores her. He, uh, they celebrate together. They're out like they really have fun together. And I just, I really love him and his family and his marriage. Hell yeah, Spice Adams, dude. I've been trying to get him on this podcast for three years now. <laughs> I believe it. I mean, he's very popular. I, I, I um, I he follows me. Well, what? Nice. What I would Chicago, ask, Chicago. Of course, of course. What I would but... want to ask Spice about is he's a Penn State guy, and he was there in the thick of the scandal. Ooh. Oh, my that's God. something that I've. That's the first thing you'd say to Spice. You see Spice Adams <laughs> oh, come on. on this dude. I'd that's the first trust thing over years. I would build years of trust before I brought this up. But yeah, eventually, I'd ask him about the Chick Fil A video about the French fries, the one that he did where he made the song. But he also, the, he's known for White Castle, I thought. Oh, I think he's doing both. He's got hits oh, wow. for both. Nice. Yeah, he's very popular. But he loves his wife. They really have a good time together. Another marriage, Sierra's husband bought her whole musical catalog, and that's nice, too. Russell, Russell, Russell. Whole, what? Yeah. The he, for some gift, he bought her all the masters of her music. One, two step? They uh, What? <laughs> Scooter Braun tried like fucking hell to get them, and Russell Wilson outbid him. Amazing. That's nuts. Yeah, they're just too Christian for my taste. I know. They're obviously, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Mark Davis and Al Davis as my marriage. Yes, they're a father son, but look. There's some real Chinatown shit going on with this relationship. You know that family's fucked up. You know it. Oof. 
Al has been long dead, as we know, but he is the Norman Bates up in the owner's box. We've talked about it before. And Mark has to still ask his father corpse slash husband about the moves of the organization. Can I move to Vegas? Should I sign John Gruden? It's, you know, and it all started with Al. He had the one philosophy, just win, baby. So he made an arrangement with Satan, and then Satan had a bargain for him. And Al, he basically made Al marry his son, and it's really bad, and I can't believe we let it happen. I don't know. Real, here's a question. Do you think Norman Bates, when she was alive and his mother were fucking? No, but I think he wanted to. But I don't think she, maybe fuck maybe it's reverse. Maybe she was in love with the kid. I don't know. It's bad. I th- I think in situations like that, uh, this is only based on television and movies. Um, I I think he she was probably abusive and crazy, and like he was mama's little boy, and like she like scrubbed him too hard in the tub and made him sad about his dick, and was like, don't use it and stuff. Like that's the vibe I get. Like, but not even like a breastfeeding or something that she might have done <laughs> way too late. I know I I can imagine nah. her like smoking cigarettes and breastfeeding him while he's like standing up. I don't know. But see, that's not that's like a different type of slag. He wouldn't throw dresses on if it got down like that. <laughs> that's the, you know what I'm saying? He she left him in a closet. She would go out to the market for like a day, come back, then scrub the penis. I'm sure I agree with that. So it's it was probably like one of those things where she was like bringing home like a bunch of guys or something, maybe even a full on prostitute. It's possible, but he was seeing a lot of like disgusting things happen, but then also idolizing her and like feeling like she was the you know she was like loved, and so he wanted to become her. It's just a thought. And this all applies to Mark and Al Davis and, <laughs> and the Raiders. I think. Well, totally and Mark Davis definitely life. wants to be his dad. Uh, Lisa, thank you so much for jumping on and doing the show. Okay. I thought there was another round for some reason. I mean, no. <laughs> we can make one up. We could, we could get into some final thoughts. Anything. <laughs> Look, you know. I'll have a sport. final thought. Maybe it was just my experience, but baseball food is better than football food. Yeah. Are there football stadiums known for great foods? No. Well, no. I mean, now, sort of, they're kind of getting more jazzy now that everybody's getting in a new stadium and stuff, but uh, they still don't got ice cream like that. I feel like baseball's really winning with the ice cream in the helmets. <laughs> yeah. They well, also they have options for the box seats and stuff when you're, when you're like in a city. Like Kansas City always has these special barbecue things that you can't get if you're a fucking peasant. My my favorite thing is uh, at the aforementioned Mercedes Benz Field in Atlanta. Uh, they put a Chick Fil A like on every level, everywhere, but they play on Sundays and they're always closed, even in the stadium. So on the the rare time they play on a Monday, that's the only time the stupid Chick Fil A restaurants open. But for the most part, goes completely unused. I've been getting cheesy gordita crunches like twice a week during the pandemic. Oh, man. Let's go, man. Hey, look. I get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like that. I mean, we're not going to beat cheesy gordita crunch. Uh, thank you again during thank the you. show. This was um, great. Yeah. At some point, hopefully in, in the, in the not-too-distant future, we can all be in a room together and have fun. Hey, guys. A lot of marriage talk on the show. There is no 
better marriage beyond the marriages that we just discussed than football and betting. Guess what? This is an ad read for Bet Online. Guys, the wait is finally over. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Only Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place, and I mean any fucking place, online. Don't go to Pornhub if you want to bet. Go to Bet Online and head to Bet Online today using the promo card Armchair, and you can take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. And there are so many of them, I can't even list them right now because there is no list of them. So go to Bet Online, find out for yourself. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Whew. I do. Go to Pornhub. All right, Manscaped. We're talking Manscaped now. We're transitioning from all the talk about betting to the talk about betting on yourself. And the way to do that is to clean up your uppers and your lowers. That's where our friend, longtime friend of the show, Manscaped, comes in. C-O-M-E. Fellas, support for this show, Sorry We Love Football, comes from Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Huh? I like that. That's good. That's them. I didn't write that. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes need to be a thing of the past. They are a thing of the past, thanks to Manscaped. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Fellas, have you ever hurt your nuts shaving? We've all done it, right? Absolutely. I've been using just straight katana blades. And you can't do that. No matter how sharp, even if it's a Hattori Hanzo sword, it will not come close to the precision that Manscaped offers. That's why this revolutionary company has redesigned the electric trimmer for people like Jamel who cut open their nutsack every time they try to shave. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer cuts on your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. That's just a bonus. A lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. If you're going man to man, if you you know getting a gift for your wife, obviously Manscaped might not work. But if you're gifting man to man, this is that gift. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice downstairs. And don't use the same trimmer on your face that you're using on your balls. That's disgusting. You sicken me. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 includes the Crop Preserver on top of the other shit. An anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting the deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Your leg pits. Your olive pits. I mean, you got those olives swinging down low. It's gonna stink. Your balls stink. That's just a fact. 
And speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I'm personally thankful for their Crop Reviver, another product inside that beautiful perfect package. This Crop Reviver will keep your balls from sweating, smelling, sticking, licking, dicking, all the things they do. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood if you know what I mean. And you I guys do, right? You You've had sex with a woman before? Yeah, man. I, I had a sex with a woman. I also dicked my balls. Oh, we've yeah, we've all done that. Come on. That's why it's not, it's not even in the copy. It goes without saying. The perfect package also will come with a pair of manscaped boxers. Get this, boxer shorts that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers that we all have and upgrade them to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxer shorts. Tis the season to Manscaped. So get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, or even Santa Claus himself. He's a guy. Get them the best gift of all the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. And on top of all that, get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. I just said that, but it's worth saying again. That's 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com using the code armchair. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Woo! I'm just feeling feeling the Christmas spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Hawking products. Yeah, we are we're owed some manscaped underwear, honestly. Guys, it's week eleven and through ten weeks the totals are in. I am still in the lead at 148 overall in picking games. Danny is three games behind at 97 and 51. Nobody gained or lost this week. And Jamel is still sitting 10 games behind Danny at 87 Damn. and 61. I Just some thought, bullshit. I thought, I thought I picked up one, man. God damn. You started hot. You started hot, and then you, you dropped the Monday night game and a couple of the late ones on Sunday. But, you know, what, you're, what you are omitting from this conversation is how I have roared back in our fantasy league to now nipping at your heels, same record. So now it's just, it's it's points four. I'm down only 19 of those. And that is, I've at least made up 100 points on you. I mean, you want to talk about best marriages. I think uh, Patrick Mahomes and Daniel Hardigan, uh, manager QB combo. Last year, Pat got me to the finals. I lost in a, in a fucking slugfest. He played great. And it was just kind of like the Chiefs 2019 season where they fell short in the AFC Championship game. This year, me and Pat are going all the way. You can, you can kind of say anything you want. This past weekend, I had he was on a bye week. So, you know, we're back to full strength. And uh, let's go, Pat. Let's go. To the, take me to the Fuck. promised land. I cannot wait until I beat Danny in the first round of the playoffs. It's going to feel so ah. fucking good. Because I have fifth place basically sewed up. All I got to do is beat Kip. That's a walk. Yeah, he's not setting knock his on, lineup. Knock on, knock on the table there, but you know. And then I got Joe Bob Briggs and Middleman to finish out the regular season, which is tough. That means I'm not going to get fourth. The best I could do there is one and one. I'm locked in at fifth. You're going to be second, Danny. 
and I'm coming for your bitch ass. You watch. I, I got to buy, so there's no first round for me, and I believe I'm going to have the number one all seed. We don't have to get into the weeds for the people who are listening who might not know about the specifics, but let me just say a trade was made. It was Alvin Kamara for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I, of course, getting Alvin Kamara, number one back in all of fantasy, and Patrick Mahomes is great. You're never going to get me to say anything else. But there is one quarterback who's better in fantasy. That man is my quarterback, Kyler Murray. And he is one of the reasons why I did not gain in our picks this week, because he threw a beautiful Hail Mary bomb at the last minute to beat many of our friends' Buffalo Bills team. And that was disappointing for everyone involved. Except uh, for Jamal Johnson. Listen, Listen, man. I made... Every wrong decision I could in fantasy this week. Team defense on the road, disaster. Nelson Aguilar shitting his pants right now. But it meant nothing. It meant nothing. I won by, I never win by less than a point. I've been on the other side of so many less than a point losses in the past three years. Basically, since they started doing fantasy points to hundredths, that's what I lose by is hundredths. And this was my first time on the other side. And it felt great. Football's good. Why was I so mad? Also, slight aside, the Clyde for Alvin trade also included a starting tight end, which I was sick of chasing, and came before the the Le'Veon Bell acquisition. So at the Mm -hmm. time, Mm -hmm. it seemed a little bit different. I'm still happy with the trade. I don't have to chase tight ends every week like Danny does. TJ Hawkinson, I traded oh, for yeah, him. Sure. I'm in the clear. You got six point sure. Noah Fant. It's a wash. The people don't need to hear anymore. I'm coming for you. That's all they need to know. Okie dokie. Let's get into it. Thursday night, Cardinals at Seahawks. This is a rematch of that amazing Sunday night game from a few weeks ago. Uh, we just talked about the Cardinals with the amazing 30 seconds left in the game. You know, Steph Diggs is basically doing the look at me dance. This is why you brought me here. I'm the fucking shit. And he's right. I mean, he made all the big plays. And then certainly was this. There were 30 seconds left and DeAndre Hopkins exists. And so does Kyler Murray. And holy shit. That was, was that the best Hail Mary we've ever seen? I think I mean, it's up there. I think it's Ro- up there. Rogers in Arizona for the playoffs yeah. a few years back was, like I mean, that was back. a real playoff game. And, uh, and you know, it's a, it's good for the cards to get on the other end of one of those. So I would say as far as quarterback, like where he was, how he positioned, how he had to scramble it's and you. then uncork it across his body, that, that, that end of it may have been the best, but as far as the stakes involved, well, I got to give it to Rogers. We've also never seen the star catch one of these. When was the last time you saw the the number one, the the goddamn X? That's a good point. And because because it's usually what we saw on Sunday, they're usually triple covered. This was DeAndre Hopkins. This wasn't some like, uh, you know, pinball machine where the ball just kind of flipped around a few times. He just went up and high pointed this shit over two all pros and then another really good safety. I mean, the guy has just made a better play. It was incredible. And, that, you know, what's funny is that's not even his game, really. I mean, he's he's great at making, like, the unbelievable toe-tapper, uh, you know, just inbounds. But, and, and just, you know, one hand and shit, sure, you know, he'll do that. But he's never the high point guy, really. He doesn't moss dudes. And 
you know, another one to his legacy, I think. And also kind of saved uh, head coach there. They kind of botched that fourth quarter, which is kind of like, you know, and I think he's done it a couple weeks in a row, too. They should have won that Dolphins game, uh, I think, two weeks ago. And then they almost blew this game against the Bills. So their fourth quarter coaching is questionable. And then you have the Seahawks on the other side of this, who were in cruise control, seemingly the favorites. And now their defense, which we've known as trash, is like just a fucking re- like alert bells are sounding. This isn't just like, oh, it's kind of a problem. It's like the worst well, defense ever. The the problem this week was the offense. I mean, the Rams yeah, defense right. showed up. And the Rams defense usually... might be as good as they go. Come. Hey, I just wanted to shoot the Seahawks a tiny amount of bail there. I mean, definitely getting DK Metcalf completely blanked pretty much two and a half points or something. I mean, he really got absolutely nothing with Jalen Ramsey. The cards don't really have that going on for them. So I think the Seahawks offense will come back, but their defense is just all time garbage. And I know exactly what the situation is like. Our early 2000s teams with uh, Trent Green, you know, they had great offenses Absolutely no defense. The early Reed teams, good Alex Smith throwing it deep. We had some great seasons like that. No defense. Got fucked by the Colts in the playoffs. I know this feeling, Seattle Seahawks fans. You have a good enough team if if it wasn't for the diva. Butter defense is what you might call it. Uh, that is why I'm going with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray is going to rip it up. He's my guy. I love him. I'm in love with him. Uh, and, you know. We'll we'll see where it goes, but Patrick Mahomes is number one, but he might he might be sneaking into my bed as my number two. <laughs> oh, Jamal, who you got in this one? Well, I said last week the Seahawks wouldn't lose two in a row, and I have to say they they it's it's impossible for them to lose a third Hawks, and it's a Thursday game. Horseshit. I'm going with Danny. I'm going uh, with the Cardinals in this one. You know, <clears throat> you're just riding that high, and the Seahawks are just getting beat up a little bit. Their running backs aren't there. It just their O line is fucking decimated. Everybody's hurt on that team on that defense, and they're just bad. You know, they could easily win this game. They're still a great team, and Russell Wilson can win anything. But I could just, you know, you're riding the hot hand. Cardinals are hot. Okay, Sunday. Going uh, Sunday, 10 a.m. games. Bengals at team. Mm. I don't know who you want to start with here. The Bengals finally bangled and just didn't show up for one. I thought Burrow might, you know, T. Higgins is great and that's a nice story. And so Burrow's going to be good, but they just look like they're in a different class. And then the team, Alex Smith really rallies the guys in the fourth quarter. They tie it up just to fucking break our hearts, man. You know, I'm You're I'm right. actually mad at you, Jamel, for that. Yeah, man. What do you mean? Our hearts. You, you could have gotten everyone in Detroit fired. Patricia would have been gone, losing a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter. Everyone would have fucking gotten fired. But no, you blew it. Thanks. Well, you're welcome. Um, I'm sorry I coach football now. <laughs> I love that seeing Alex Smith out there. He's running around. He's t- he's you know he's slow, but he's still got some some juice to him. He's got he's got the determination, same determination that got him up off that operating table. That he he just said 
no thank you when he saw the light and came back to earth because he's a resilient man. He was not going to take a 21 point drubbing in Detroit lying down. So he tossed the fuck out of it to JD McKissick and some things happened. Some fun to watch things happened. Yeah. Your definition of fun is so shaky. Here's my takeaway is maybe, maybe the head coach of your football team just shouldn't have cancer. I like, I know it's not his fault. His name's Riverboat Ron. He's got cancer. You got a dude with no leg. Obviously, you with cancer are going to bet on the guy with no leg. Put Haskins in the fucking game. I don't care anymore. We don't win. We can't win. We don't have the ability or mental fortitude to win a football game. Put Haskins in. Just make him look good. Trade his ass. The only way we could get anything off him in a trade is if you put him in, put him in. Can I just throw one stat at you guys? Because I don't necessarily agree that you guys are in, you know, fuck it. Let's just see what the kid has for the rest of the season mode. Because the NFC East is still disgustingly wide open. And here's a stat that I, it's not even really a stat. It's just a obviously easily looked up fact. Uh, Every team in the NFC East currently has fewer wins than the Detroit Lions. So you're talking about Matt Patricia's head on the chopping block. He's doing better than the entire East. I know. I know. And that, but that this my point is the East is fucking itself so hard. There's still no point in trying. What are you what are you trying for? Look, you you might be a fan of the team. But the rest of us who have to watch the team on occasion, we want to see Alex Smith. We like the story. I want narratives. I want a I movie being made about this shit. I hate stories. I don't even read books. I've actually never read a book. Every book report I did in elementary school, plagiarized, falsified documents. Look, you're going you're gonna to be singing a different tune when Bradley Cooper wins the Oscar for playing Alex Smith. And this game is going to be the biggest and best scene. Or actually, I should say... This coming week's game against the Bengals, because I'm picking the team for Alex Smith's first win. Oh. Ooh, it's <laughs> I could not talk for an hour on this podcast and think about who to pick in this game. We're um, at home, which might make it worse. I, I mean, ugh, what do you got, Dan? Nothing. <laughs> he's just he's still he's still <laughs> processing that Lions stat. I get it. No. Yeah, Bradley Cooper plays Alex Smith in the story of the time the Washington football team finished second in the division. I was going to ask you guys if you could keep track of your own uh, picks this week because my thing is going extremely slow. But Oh, yeah, yeah. I got um, you. Okay, sorry. Cut that uh, out. I, I think it's back, no, though. Keep I think it's back. I think we're, I think we're okay. Um, you're, you're too concerned. This is very simple. I'll take care of it. I got it. I got it. It just was gone. Uh, Jamal, who are you picking in this game? Uh, I'm picking the team because I hate myself. Oh, my God. I'm going Bengals. Give me Joe Burrow. Come on. So, I, I, I know. No, team I know. got a D. They got team D. Team got a D. And we, the defense plays better at home as well. This is, these, are, these are facts. Okay. Falcons at Saints. 
Jameis Winston time. We've been talking about it all season. We finally got it, and I think we're going to get it for a few more weeks, and I'm fucking stoked to bet against It's going to be him. great. It's gonna Give be- <laughs> me the Falcons. Give me I the st- Falcons. I'm sorry. I stepped on your joke. It's okay. It is uh, a ballsy pick to pick uh, the Falcons against the Saints, but this Jameis Winston thing really throws it up into the air. That said, you're going to see more Taysom Hill than Jameis Winston. I guarantee it. You're going to, you know, nominally Jameis Winston is the quarterback, but you're going to see mostly Taysom Hill running that single wing offense that they do. And Jameis is just going to check it down to ungodly great Alvin Kamara, who's just going to cut through that shitty Falcons secondary uh, and, and just maybe score another three touchdowns. Give me the Saints. I'm shocked. You're not worried that Kamara's going to lose a bunch of possessions off picks. You sure this ain't a five pick? Jameis Winston classic? We're not even sure. like classic? Even the five pick Jameis Winston games ended up being like 37-30. You know, they're, they're go- he gets points. Let's not yeah, forget. Yeah. He gets yeah. points. He does crazy things. I'll tell you what there is a, that I'm worried about is that he's going to just throw it willy-nilly into the end zone and just backup dudes are going to get huge. Like Josh Hill is going to get two touchdowns in the back of the end zone from 60 yards out. But I'll That's take what my I'm chances. about for you is that Breeze go, does the get, does his reads and then just checks it down immediately to Kamara. I don't know if that's in Jameis's DNA. I think he wants to push the ball downfield. So I don't know I if think you're going to get the 10 Kamara receptions. But you are going to get more Kamara runs, runs. Yes. and that will help. I agree with that. Uh, Jamal, it, what's, what's, what well, what's the odds he puts his fingers in his mouth? He did it rock. two games ago and didn't even play, really. Exactly. Um, uh, give me the Falcons. The, the Falcons. Oh, Danny's just getting a free point here. Take a free one. It just in the you know it, the Falcons are good when it matters the least. That's just what bad teams do sometimes. They got their act together, and it doesn't matter. Coming off a bye. Coming off a bye. Oh Other yeah. Other team just lost their starting quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback. You know how Raheem Morris is after a bye. Unbeatable. Uh, Steelers at Jags. I don't need to say much. Steelers are undefeated. They whoop the Bengals' ass. They have another patsy ass cupcake uh, here. I know the Jags were a little frisky at, in uh, Green Bay, but this is Steelers all the way. Wow. And then yeah. I dropped Keelan Cole. I got caught in a manager fucking kerfuffle. I had Nick, Chubb, had Nick Chubb on IR. And I know I'm like looking at the defensive matchups for the rest of the season and the playoffs. I have to keep these two defenses for two more weeks. I need to play Chubb now. I have to drop somebody. Who do I drop? Keelan Cole. Because I'm playing Nelson Aguilar again? Because I'm retarded? And then there and there it went. I think we might have to bleep that. I will say, Jake Luton, not terrible. I, you know, the, I had the instinct both of the weeks so far that he's started to start a team defense against him, and I didn't do it. And I'm glad I didn't because he actually slings it pretty okay. I mean, whoever's in, whoever is playing quarterback from the Jaguars seems to just be Blake Bortles. Just loses the game decisively, but somehow plays well, or at least more than decently. And uh, that tradition continues. 
But I don't. I think the wind was the biggest factor in why Aaron Rodgers didn't do more because the Jags defense still not great. And uh, I got. I got to also pick the Steelers, even though I'm a little annoyed by their schedule. This is very annoying. I mean, they they probably will go undefeated because they play nobody. Yeah, I mean, look, Ben's taking shots, shot after shot. You know, if he stays healthy, they have a chance of doing it. But if he has to miss some time, that I think that offense just falls apart. I mean, James Conner has not impressed me at all. I don't. The run game has never really gotten going. They're lucky to have really good receivers and play calling. But if you have a backup quarterback in there, that whole shit goes away. We saw it last year. Anyways, let's. We don't need to spend more time on that game. Patriots at Texans. The Pats saved their season in a fucking monsoon <laughs> that just seemingly was like like a sorcery thing by Belichick. It just seemed like in the fourth quarter when the Ravens had to come back, it got worse and worse. Immediately when the game ended, completely cleared. It was incredible. You're telling me Belichick has a weather machine. Yes. Is that what you have for me? I like I it. I mean, I believe it. I like it too. They lost because how many fumble snaps was in that game? A couple. I mean, I you know, there's some questionable play calls, too, for the Ravens. You know, fourth and one, they have just Ingram seven yards in the backfield taking a direct snap. What are you doing? What are you fucking doing? I just think the Texans are depressed. They, they, seem, have to be. they seem sad. I, everything that they do has this tinge of sadness. And I guess it wasn't Bill O'Brien's fault entirely because they're not really getting that much better with Romeo Cornell. They're sort of taking on his, his demons as well. So I don't know. I mean, Deshaun seems like a man just kind of stuck on a remote Island, all the talent in the world, absolutely nothing he can do with it. Uh, JJ Watt got hurt. He seems to want to, he already kind of said he wants to be traded in the off season, he wants to get out of Houston and go play for a contender. That's got to be an ouch. So as much as I don't like New England and don't do not believe that they are real, I'm going to pick them. Yeah, I agree. Pats, back hot. I'm going Texans. This is a Romeo Cornell revenge game. Romeo, do it for me. Give me this point, my guy. So was the Chiefs game. We beat the shit out of them. <laughs> he, this is his original team, so he wants revenge harder against sure. the Patriots. Even though it's Eagles a bit at, longer. Yeah. Eagles, <laughs> Eagles at Browns. Um, you know, I'm just complete apathy for this Eagles team. There's nothing to even be mad about or happy about. We are still in first place which is embarrassing. It's actually embarrassing. And there's no reason to be optimistic. There's, there's some good players on the team, but there's no reason to believe in the coaching staff that they're going to change things. They just came off a bye and couldn't be the two-win Giants team. The, the, the plan seemed flawed from the, from the jump. It was just, yeah, I don't feel emotions about the Eagles right now. I, I feel like, they're just kind of there in the background of my life. They win great if they lose. We're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, what's the fucking hope here? We need what to. Are we, we doing? Please cut this audio, save it, so that we can do a cut to from you saying that to you getting just the let's go when you guys make the playoffs in six weeks. 
even though you don't deserve it, I think we all know that, but when you make the playoffs and your whole optimism machine restarts and you're going to start believing that you can win that first round matchup, but you guys, yeah, you just, you got no life. There's nothing there. What would you say to Carson? If you could, if Carson Wentz was on the zoom, what would you say to him? Wake the fuck up. You're in season five right now. You're not a guy coming off an injury like you were every other season where you had that built-in excuse. Uh, you know, you don't have Nick Foles waiting in the wings. It's just you. Figure it the fuck out. And I don't care if the coach just check out of a bad play. You know the offense at this point. Just do your own thing. Stop listening. I don't know what you're fucking, dude, you're just in your own head. You know what? Carson Wentz as a virgin, he got married this season. You know, I know this is the theme of the episode. This guy should have stayed a virgin. He played with some real fucking gusto. Uh, Now he's having sex. Oh, no. Yeah. When I started having sex consistently, when I first, Jamel Johnson, first getting cheeks, terrible. Terrible decision making. Why'd you care real, about your job at that point? Real bad stuff, man. I was trying to sell people uh, metro passes for the train. Uh, it was like, you know, I was really all over the place. Damn, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, Russ cooking. Did. Russ is cooking okay after finally fucking. Just doesn't yeah. hold up. It's the man Russ himself. It's fuck- what you can handle. Look. Nah, Russ know- used to have sex, and then he stopped, and he was born again. Right. I'm going Eagles in this game. I don't believe in the Browns. I know they got the, the little chubby hunt in the background. That's all they got. And the one thing the Eagles can do is stop a running back rushing attack. We can't seem to stop Daniel Jones, but we can stop running backs. So Baker Mayfield, let's see what you got. Can you throw the ball against us? Good luck. I believe you will have to stop two running backs in this game because that is what the Cleveland Browns are known for. Chubb, Hunt, Combo, somehow it works. They don't work alone, but they work together. Peanut butter and chocolate. They just, two great tastes. They taste great together. They're disgusting by themselves. Yep. Uh, Cocaine and mushrooms. (laughs) Yeah, what's that? What is candy flipping? No, that's got ecstasy. Yeah, yeah, that's got something else in it, but uh, we're we're close. Uh, You're saying Browns. Should I start the Browns defense? It seems like no. I mean, yes, Carson Wentz turns the ball over more than anybody in the league. Which he didn't against the Giants for some reason. It didn't matter. He played within the system. It's like, I'd rather have you go out there and at least take some deep shots. Just do anything. It was so Uh, boring of Anelli. He didn't try anything. He was like, well, I didn't turn the ball over, so you can't blame me. Hey, hey, Dan. I'm picking the Browns. Good. (laughs) Who do you want, Danny? Browns? I picked the Browns already. Wonderful. Lions at Panthers. One sentence game. Give me the Lions. I know I shit on Patricia for blowing the, the, a game against the team, but I've been picking against the Panthers all year. And for the most part, I've been right about it. I know they look a little frisky, but I think McCaffrey's still out. And I think Teddy Two Loves uh, yeah. got injured too. So, yeah, it's a mess. A, a bridge water over troubled water. <laughs> I mean, a big wild card is whether or not Bridgewater is going to play, right? Because his knee hurts. But it's his other knee, so that's kind of good. Not the one that just kind of fell apart for no reason in the middle of a practice. Uh, 
but I like the Panthers. They're feisty. They got they got spunk. They and it feels like the Lions could fuck up a double blowjob. I mean, th- these guys just even a twenty-one point lead to the team, and you couldn't barely hold it if it wasn't for a Chase Young horrid, stupid, unnecessary roughness. They probably would not have won that game either, and we would be talking about the team as the current number one in the NFC East. Uh, so sliding doors moments aside, I got to pick the Panthers. I like them. I like Mike Davis in this game too. He's going to run all over the Lions. Jamel's brother was so fucking pissed on Twitter about that team fourth quarter, how that all played out. Yo, I, it was amazing. The Johnson family's going through a lot as usual. Who do you like in this one, Jamel? Damn. Uh, if McCaffrey's not back, I'm taking the Lions. Lions. Tired of the Panthers. Swift coming into his own. He had that drop week one where we all got on him and said he might have ruined the Lions season. Jamel claimed yeah. him as his son. We've kind That's of paid child. attention to him throughout the, the course of the season. And honestly, he keeps getting better. Look, man, I just I don't I don't baby him. I let him go out there and figure it out on his own. I used to coach him in Pop Warner now, but it's he's grown, you know. He's on his own. I just want to say if I, I I should I don't know how this can work or if we allow it. We've allowed Jamel to pick a potential COVID game as one of his picks, Ooh. so I just feel like I can say if Philip Walker starts this game, I got to adjust my pick. He is not a real quarterback, but yeah. real Panthers will win this game. Do without what you will. Even if it's not on the scoreboard, the people will know. Well, you got to write it in. Panthers are on the scoreboard, but the people will know what happens. Okay. Titans at Ravens. Two teams once on the fucking cusp of greatness. Right there. One of them in the AFC Championship last year had a 10-0 lead. And then you had the Ravens, who were the darling last year. And now both teams seem to have lost their magic. Which team actually lost the magic and which team's going to be okay? Jamel Johnson. I say Ravens. I think they're, they, it really came down to a center play. I always feel bad for a center snapping shotgun in a monsoon with a bad thumb. Hey, look, they'll get the snaps together. Ravens win. I agree. Revenge game. For the playoffs, I mean, it's such a weird, fun narrative that this game has, even though both teams look like the dog shit version of their old selves. I still think the Raiders, or the Ravens, have it. I think they have more than the Titans have. And they've got a, a better defense. The Titans uh, barely have a defense. They're bottom 10. So that just does not sound good. When both offenses are struggling, give it to the Ravens. I can love the Titans without picking them to win a football game. Yeah, of course. I know the entire point of this Lamar Jackson season is to get him, uh, develop him further as a passer. But when I watch these games, I'm just like, dude, if he, no, you can't stop him when he runs. It's It's literally impossible. He gets at least seven yards a pop. And it seems like their running game by design isn't working. But when they do a, a passing play, he just has space in front of him. And he's a good passer, but he's a, the, one of the best runners I've ever seen. And, and guess maybe what? they're saving that for the playoffs, or maybe they're still just trying to figure it out. But it's just like, 
it felt like there's meat on that bone. And I don't know who's telling him to not go get those yards. Everybody. I know the, whole earth. <laughs> the earth is like, Every, we, yeah. we'll believe it when you pass better. And it's like, well, he's like, I'm going to prove it. Because you're right. They did design this season specifically, not just to grow Lamar Jackson as a passer, but to beat the chiefs. That was the yeah. point is of all this growth is just to beat the chiefs and it's making it so that they can't be who they currently are. And this is around the point in the football movie where the coach is like, you know what? I've been trying this thing that hasn't been working. You guys have been losing. You go out there, you be yourselves, you have fun. And then they start winning games. I and- think that's a great observation by Danny to say like, that's what they've had their mind on the entire season is figuring out a way to beat this one team. And I do think they're going to go play the way that they down the stretch. They're going to find themselves again. Yeah. The Titans this year can't stop the run at all. There you go. Three Ravens picks. We're into the afternoon games. Jets at Chargers. Ooh. Yuck. <laughs> Give me the Chargers. Yeah. Chargers are lucky that, that the Jets are worse than them somehow because this, they would find a way to crap away this game too. Is this one of the, the Jets' last chance to not go defeated this season? Because they have a real shot at 0-16. Jet Flacco is starting this game. and Oh, Chargers, next. Stop. They need to lose. The Jets need to lose because that's that's what their season is about, losing. It doesn't matter if they lose every game. Who even remembers the Lions who went 0-16? Everyone everyone who's associated with that team remembers. Well, Well, they do. I don't remember. Yeah, I wasn't there. And now they've grown into a powerhouse. So there you go. TJ Hawkinson, heard of him? Continue. My God. Dolphins at Broncos. Dolphins. The hottest team in the league. I know they haven't won as many games in a row as the Steelers, but the defense seems to be legit. Tua is exciting and kind of still a bit of an unknown. We're still figuring out exactly what his strengths are and you know how exciting he can be, but they've, they're 3-0 since they put him in. And Dan, stop it. Put your nuts I, on the line. Are the Dolphins winning the East or not? Whoo. Nuts on the line. This. Put your nuts yeah. up. Manscaped.com. Yes. The Dolphins are winning the East. You heard it here first. I think the Bills will still make the playoffs. But I really like this Dolphins team a lot. A I lot. feel like he was going to say some shit like that. I, I should have known when I bought my Dolphins support the troops beanie in the preseason. They were destined. That's the reason it was on sale at Macy's. We've talked about this team since last year. We liked them even when they were the worst shit ever. They were still fun. I think they're a year away, as all as all fun teams are, and I think the expectations will be on them next year. They're playing without expectations, and they're in a particularly bad stretch of their season. Even though the Rams are okay, and they beat the shit out of the Rams, and they beat the Cardinals. They they I mean, they did squeak the Cardinals, which are also another okay team. I think they've got great players, but I wouldn't say they're a Super Bowl contender. Uh, I think when this when this run starts to happen, everybody starts to feel good. Uh, people can start getting caught up in crazy shit. Like they're going to beat the bills for the East. I don't think that'll happen. I think they might actually start losing pretty soon here, but it's not going to be against drew lock. That's for sure. If he plays drew lock is hurt. So we'll see. No, well, it's not going to be against Brett Ripiet. Yeah. Yeah. Toss me them fins fins up. 
thinned all the way up. Cowboys at Vikings. The boys are coming off their bye. It seems like Andy Dalton's back. The Vikings are just like, what, on a three-game, four-game winning streak, something like that? They're just kind of starting to feel like they could be that weird seventh playoff spot. They believe. The Vikings really think that they're just going to run the table right now. And I don't see why they're going to lose this game. Why would they? Yeah, they certainly should not. Uh, I'm I'm tempted to go PPD COVID here, but I won't. <laughs> I won't. I won't. Um, but you know what I am going to do? I'm going to. I'm going to. What were you about to say, Dan? That I'm a little upset that Kirk Cousins' 0 and 9 Monday Night Football streak came to an end. It's upsetting. I, yeah. I had to upsetting. watch like five of them shits. <sighs> Could have been beautiful. Any- he paid. He almost paid how many fifteen thousand dollars to watch Scott Stapp in his backyard, yeah. and I'm supposed to pick this guy to win a game. I'll never do it. But I'll you did just pick him, didn't you? Just pick him. I think no, we all. No, no. All I said was the game wouldn't get stopped for COVID. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's just there's a vibe, I guess, that we all believe that Andy Dalton starting for the Cowboys is actually a downgrade from the third and fourth string quarterbacks that they had been trotting out before. I mean, Andy, Andy Dalton should just stay in his hospital room for the rest of the season. If the Cowboys want to win games, but maybe they don't. Uh, look, Vikings under protest. It is there. Packers at Colts. This is a good one. Aaron Rodgers brings his just overconfident ass into Indy into the dome against one of the other greats of old quarterbacks, Philip Rivers, our old friend, our old friend, Phil. I love this, the old quarterback battles. We got Breeze Brady a few weeks back. Now I think this one's going to be a bit more competitive. Yeah, this one should be good. It should be good. Should be pretty good. I think, I think Rogers is getting a little mopey lately, to be honest. I think that he's letting, the elements get to him. He's letting better teams kind of intimidate him, make him feel bad about himself. He's a very emotional guy. And who preys upon your emotion better than Philip Rivers, the master of fully clean comedy? Uh, he just loves to shit talk, but he knows he would never use the word shit. And that is that is annoying to Roger's sensibilities, I believe. I think that's going to get into his head and... The Colts defense, also great. So, give me the Colts. Danny, you're quite perceptive today. I mean, with just Rodgers' feelings, you can I like see that it. you're honing into these things. Uh, you're watching that Jags game. I was watching a good amount of it because I got Aaron Jones, and I, it's just it seems like he's just kind of moping around the field. He was when did the shoulders upset. go down? The shoulders went down in the first quarter. He didn't. There was a pass that went awry from the the wind caught it. It went awry. He started saying "fuck." You could see him mouthing "fuck" on the cameras. You knew he was just in one. He was he was in a mood. The that depression cloud in the in the in the antidepressant commercials showed Zoloft? up yeah, yeah. on the Zoloft, yeah. the circle. He was that circle. I thought Valdez Scantling showed up and he finally got his number two receiver. Lazard is coming back this week. He has a lot to be happy about. He does, but you know, he's, you can't will depressed people to be happy, Dan. 
Yeah, I think that maybe the issue is he's got a gambling problem. He sees the line on this Jags game. He's like, we're going to smoke these guys. And then, you know, you know how it is when you when you bet the over on some shit. Once that first ball goes off on you, you're pissed. That and the fact that he's his legacy is being his milkshake is being slurped up by Patrick Mahomes right now. All the things he was known for being taken away and then. On the other side, he's he's 38, what, 37, something like that. Patrick Mahomes is in his State Farm commercials. He's fucking his wife. Uh, I just don't think that, that Rodgers feels like the big cock of the NFL like he used to. That's really, it's deeper than just one game. Yeah. Who are you picking, Jamal? Uh, Pack, deepest cock. The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect. With many teams strutting their stuff. That's genitals. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything. Make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. And then you know, finally Sunday night, we have the rematch that Danny's been looking for. He's had this game circled since they dropped that odd game to the Raiders. Now we're in Vegas. Patrick Mahomes' first trip out there. What do you expect in this game? Is it going to be... I mean, the Raiders are just weirdly 6-3. and three. What the fuck is going on with this team? How do yeah. they keep winning? The problem is the Raiders have an offense, which they hadn't had in a long time, because Andy Reid had figured out Derek Carr. He, had known, he knew what made Derek Carr tick. He knew what got to him and how to play him precisely. And then this game came around this season and Derek Carr started doing different shit than the old formula. He like the old stuff that was working for, you know, six, seven seasons just stopped working for this one game. So now we got to play him like he's a real quarterback. And I think that will happen. And I think we're a little pissed off at the Raiders, to be honest, because they tried to trot into our uh, stadium and, and act like they had something. And I think they get to gloat, but, Now's the time for the hammer to come down. Yeah, you see that story about the them taking a victory lap around the che- the Arrowhead and Andy and Reid getting all pissed. If I were them, I would have done the same thing. It's got to feel good after yeah. so long with this team, with our Chiefs team coming into Arrowhead, even though there are no fans there, or all twenty five percent, basically nothing, and and beating us with offense, outscoring us in a shootout. That had to feel good. They earned it. That said, you do not give. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and all those Chiefs bulletin board material. Frank Clark's going to be pissed. The Honey Badger's going to be chomping at the bit to don't get out Ty, there. Don't give Ty Hill a reason to hit back. Things are going to happen in this game that the Raiders brought upon themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious comedy from Danny Solomon. <laughs> I'm picking the fucking Raiders. Oh, my God. Guess what? Put some respect on Chucky's name. Chucky Finster. 
you picked this one last time too. You were the only per- people on earth who picked the Raiders damn, in that game. You damn right. You damn right. We was they was in Derek Carr's head, and then you know what? Chuck came in there and smacked the shit out of him. He said, "Hey, get, hey, Derek, put the fucking put the Coors lights down and look at this playbook." And now look at him. Uh, I'm excited because I agree with Danny. I think this is going to be a, hey, a reminder game where it's like, hey, actually, I know you guys might have beat us that one time, but here's a little refresher on who the fuck we are. I feel like it's a Patrick Mahomes just. The Chiefs are going to win by 80. Yeah, it's going to be a. Picking the Raiders, though. (laughs) Somehow that'll work. No. I I also, I mean, the way that the, the Chiefs, beat up on the Ravens earlier this year, I think has the smacks of the same thing that we can do. Everyone in the off season was like, Oh, they better watch out. The Raiders are looking good. And we just, we just beat them down. We just, we just hurt them. We, we put them in a room with a little boy and locked him in there for 10 years. I don't know if everybody's watched the room, but that's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about is that movie happening to the Raiders or to the Ravens, it will happen to the Raiders. We just, you know, you can't make us angry. You cannot make these guys angry. Yeah. It's going to be a fun one. Finally, Sunday night games, that's going to be one I'm really looking forward to. Rams at Bucks Monday night. Rams looking like one of the best defenses in the league. We know they have two of the best players, but they're playing really well right now. They're just covering up for Jared Goff's shittiness. Jamel, sorry for the bad advice on Mr. Goff. He's... They just That's decided fine. to run it in every time. Um, and, you know, the Bucks are 7-3. and three. They're cruising. They're good. They're going to make the playoffs. I don't know how good they are. But this is a fun one. I'm going Bucks. Uh, I am picking Le Rams. Um, I have the Rams is slightly better than the Bucks, And I got a little bet going with my friend Peter. Uh, and I just got to uh, just stick with the philosophy I've already bought into. Rams. Uh, before I pick the Bucks, I want to just amend. I think I said the room a second ago. I was talking about the movie Room, two different movies. Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, I was like, wait, I don't remember. But anyway, continue. Room, Brie Larson, <laughs> and that and yeah. that little boy who everybody puts in their yeah. Uh The Bucks are. You you're totally right. The assessment is correct on that Hardigan. I I don't know how good they are. They can be awesome on defense, but sometimes they're not. They can be awesome on offense, but sometimes they're not. Maybe they'll put it together, but I don't like Tom Brady. I think he's a bitch. So even though I am picking them for this game because Jared Goff's a little bit more of a bitch, yeah, I, uh, I don't, I don't believe they're that good. I don't believe they're going to win the Super Bowl or anything like that. They might be better than the Rams right now, but that's not saying all that much. Here's who, 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 here's what I want to say about the Bucks. Uh, whoever was behind the Leonard Fournette propaganda machine, go to bed. Uh, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's all these weeks where people are like, Tom loves Fournette. Every carry Leonard Fournette got looked stupid. It looked like he was running on his tippy toes. It's like he forgot how to play running back. Yeah, I would say the same about Le'Veon Bell. It's just somehow they just get sapped of all of the things that they're good at. Like it just goes away one day when they when when their old team doesn't want them anymore. When their original team just feels yeah. like they 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 mope. They get the Aaron Rodgers face. 
He looked but, like you know, Thunderstruck. He got thunder. You remember that movie Thunderstruck with Kevin Durant? Yep. It was like a like a white child is inside of Leonard Fournette's body playing running back and forgot what to do. But also, this could be just a little bit of residual anger on Jamel's part for putting Rojo on the bench. Oh, I mean, definitely racking up thirty points. I mean, this is for sure that. But like, I just there was like when Rojo broke off that run, it was at a point in the game where he was kind of getting taken out of it. Like they were giving Fournette more touches, but they all look pretty bad. Yeah, I, I I don't even think it's going to come down to the running backs. I think the Rams secondary is great. Everybody jizzes all over them and how Jalen Ramsey shut down the Seahawks. But right now, they've there are three legitimate number one receivers on the Bucks team. So I don't know how they're going to shut down all of them. And this is that beautiful period in every team's season where uh, Antonio Brown hasn't done something fucked up yet and he's on the field catching seven balls a game so i don't know how the rams stop that and jared groff in prime time no thank you the guy sucks you've got mail let's move on to our mailbag every single week the mail just gets unloaded onto our on our swlf desk and we sort through it we pick something and we read it jamel has an envelope in his hand and he's going to open it right now. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got one. Uh, looking a little international. Uh, this is a letter coming to us from Michael Slimperioli from Naples. Uh, hello, guys. Big fan of the show here. But I've got a bone to pick with you guys. A little one. I've been listening and you guys are always going on about the big boys. Big boy this. Big boy that. Nothing I love more than a thick man, etc. How about some love for the tiny guys, huh? You're probably thinking, hey, what about Kyler Murray? Guess what? Kyler Murray isn't enough. I'm not alone in these feelings. I come from a long line of tiny men. My father was the first Italian jockey that didn't smoke. His father was the first Italian rushing nesting doll. We're here. We're small. We wear children's extra large and get used to it. My question to you all now, besides Kyler, who's your favorite tiny player this season? I mean, for me, it's Boston Scott, even though, you know, I hate the Eagles. Boston Scott is a nice, you know, he fills in for Miles Sanders. He does the Darren Sproles impression. He's pretty good at it. Um, and as and you know what? We hate uh, Cole Beasley, but he's doing, he's having a decent yeah. season as well. Cole, Cole Beasley's raps are actually pretty good. He's pretty good at rapping. Uh, who's that little white dude for the Bucks? Oh, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. He's a tiny boy. He uh, sounds like it sounds like one of the like a fifties TV show, or it's like little Scotty thing. Miller. Yeah, he's like a noir uh, private detective. <laughs> he was the uh, he was the alt right version of Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I guess I'll say Clyde Edwards-Alaire, tiny, little little bowling ball of a guy, shifty, like all good small guys, can get in there when he needs to. Mm-hmm. My favorite, uh, I don't even know if Chris Thompson is still on a roster. <laughs> has, Jackson, has Jacksonville dropped him? Probably. They just don't use him, I don't think. Yeah, yeah would, he is my favorite if he's still around, or Giovanni Bernard's roster photo. Oh, that mustache. 
Uh, let me grab one real quick. This is a letter from Kai Forbath. Whoa. It says, uh, hi, I'm a kicker in the professional football world, and I'm on IR for the rest of the year due to a non-contact injury. That's what we call living the life, getting paid to do nothing. Since I have a lot of free times on my hand, I want to play some bets online. With the season nearly finished, who do you guys think is going to meet in the Super Bowl this season? Wow. Laces out, signed Kai Forbath. Two questions. Let me ask, on a on a side note, I know a girl who uh, uh, went on a date with uh, Kai Forbath. Said he sucks. He's, he's from Santa Monica, and our friend of the program, Danielle, has done drugs with him. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's huge. This also checks out uh, with the, the girl that I know. Yeah. Uh, who's beating the Super Bowl, guys? Who is it? We need to say our Super Bowl picks. We've went now? too long without predictions. Right now. I know mine. Give it. Seahawks versus Chiefs. I think the Seahawks are going to figure it out. They're going to squeak by a couple playoff games, and they're going to make it all the way to the Super Bowl. Also, wow. I may have wagered on that before the season and will win a fuckload of cash if it happens. There you go. Uh, I'm I'm saying I'm I'm going Steelers Cardinals. Uh, Kurt Warner Bowl, the return of Kurt Warner. I'll say Chiefs and fuck. I mean, everybody is disappointing in one way or another. Can it just be Chiefs Steelers? I feel like that should be the that Super be Bowl. It. Somehow we should just make that work. Uh, if you got to throw in one of these scrubs that I think is going to get bounced at some point, give me the Packers, Chiefs, Packers. Why not? I'm so, stop that fucking NFC fucking down talking you're doing over there. Look, guys, you, you got a bad division over there. You got to shake it up. Let's do some realignment like you were talking about earlier this season, Jamel. Let's go crazy. Let's get some people. Let's get some real fun mix em ups. In the NFL, yeah. I think that would really inject Steelers, some life into this put, thing. Put the Steelers in the NFC East right now, so we can in, ensure a Steelers Chiefs Super Bowl. Yeah, I think I think realignment starts with the NFC East being so bad that everybody just gets frustrated and figures something else out. Um, Move them to Europe. Move them to Europe. I'm just gonna I'm gonna pull a letter out from the bottom of the bag. Um, this is actually weird because this is not addressed to us. I think we may have accidentally gotten a letter go that was meant for someone else because this is actually a letter from the band Creed to Kirk Cousins. So I don't know if I should open it, but I'm just I think we should. I think we should open this up. Let's see. Dear Kirk, so flattered to hear about your interest in our music. We definitely feel a kinship with you too. All of us know what it's like to be hardworking but underestimated, tough but misunderstood, and even at times, a little persecuted. Reminds us of another guy we know like that, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That said, we feel that since the pandemic has curtailed our live shows and album sales aren't really what they used to be, we'd like to keep ourselves open to other, stronger opportunities within the NFL. Maybe you could get us in touch with Russell Wilson. Or how about Tua Tagovailoa 
you know Samoans love Christian new metal. Anyway, as a thank you, we've included an autographed, stage-worn Scott Stapp wife beater for you to add to your collection. We know you'll like that. Signed, the band Creed. Oh, I mean, this is like, you had to read it, and that's this like a big like deal, you know, for for a podcast to have that. But um, it's an exclusive. I am, yeah, it's an exclusive, and I am disgusted. But I even I like Creed a little bit. Wow, it's more of a Kirk thing. I because I'm black, I can like Creed. I guess that's true. I mean, I don't we really know the rules rock, of being black, but it sounds we have like different black. rock rules. We can like corny rock music because we think all of it's corny. You see what I'm I, saying? Yeah, I do. So what? What? What's another band that you? Oh, can Nickelback, get into? Fire, Nickelback's Fire, Creed, Fire, Food Fighters, Food Fighters, Fire. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? What, who, yeah, who, who, food Fighters who, should not be in there. Late term Food Fighters, maybe, but Color in the Shape sure. Food Fighters, I will thank oh, you. Oh, I mean, I, uh, apology accepted. That's just all time stuff. Have you heard the Marlins Scott Stapp song? Yes. Jamal? No. Okay, after the show. I I play for the Marlins. There was a season that the Marlins had an original song made by Scott Stapp of Creed Family. It sounds exactly like a Creed song that they would take the field to and it was the official Marlins anthem for, for one of their professional baseball seasons. It didn't last a full season because uh, everybody hated it, but it is really good and you have to you have to hear it okay just the, the... I'm a Marlin. they soar they go up they go out of the water and get up some height. in the sunlight <laughs> yeah i mean that's already better than what the song actually is but uh, okay final thoughts for the week i have a bone to pick with danny solomon because mm. i think when we had some downtime back in march a little bit after the super bowl i don't think we discussed this but it was the 2020 Super Bowl victory. They were going to visit the White House. Your team was going to break the fucking oath that the other teams all agreed upon. No other team had gone. Even the 2019 Patriots team didn't go to the White House to go suck from the tit of Mr. Donald Trump. And Andy Reid said he was going to go. Travis Kelsey was going to go. And you know what? You were saved by COVID. COVID actually saved your team and the way you think of them in a lot of photographs that could have been used against you. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes did say he was not going to go. He's on the record saying he wouldn't have gone. And getting people to vote against the motherfucker. Thank you. Almost everybody else was going to go. And you got saved. And I just wanted to say you got let off the hook. You got off easy, man. Look, my boys proved their medal. Because I was Mahomes thinking, okay, if the polling machines, come on. Because I'm thinking, you know, if they win this year, you got you get to go to a Biden uh, White House, and oh yeah, you 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 really missed a small window of embarrassing photographs. And, oh, that's you know, gonna be great. Just Pat, Pat, and Joe, two winners. Uh, Jamel, final thoughts. Uh, my final thoughts is, I know I've made some horrendous picks on this show. And I and I know that I'm saying this after foolishly picking the Raiders to sweep the Chiefs this year. 
But uh, I want the listeners to look forward to a new and improved Jamel Johnson in the football analytics department. I finished year strong, and this year looks a little different than previous ones. Usually about this time, the fantasy team's deeper in the cellar. I'm actually in the playoffs for three weeks to go. Things are changing, and progress is a slow process. And uh, it's it's simple when you see uh, you're fucking with a PIMP. Welcome to it. Welcome no to the fray. Follow ups, Danny. Final thoughts. Uh, you know, I just want to throw this little nugget out there. I think so rarely does a story this juicy and salacious get even juicier and salacious here. But the DeAndre Bar- Baker Quentin Dunbar arrest that happened completely overturned when the lawyer for the guys accusing those dudes of armed robbery gets arrested himself for extorting those two guys. The whole thing turns out to be a complete plot against these two guys. Everybody trying to get theirs, extort them for something like $250,000. I love it. I love it's so good. And now you've got DeAndre Baker taking team meetings again. Everybody's got to apologize to him. It just happens so rarely in football that you get the total reversal like this. And I don't think that we say enough. Sometimes these dudes are innocent. It's, you know, and Quinn Dunbar is a great guy to extort. He's the perfect level of guy. He's just successful enough to have gotten like one contract. He's not really famous, so he's outside. And he's like, he works with people who make like 10 times more than him. So he's trying to make a play. You know what I'm saying? You could catch a guy like that fully slipping with his pants down. I'm glad he was exonerated also. I, and I do believe strongly that there is a lot of inherent racism uh, and profiling of NFL fans to the players. Um, but another reason that I did bring it up is because they just announced DeAndre Baker is flying to Kansas City for a meeting. Hope he signs. He's innocent. Uh, well, I think it's the time uh, in the show where we apologize, and I'm sorry. Uh, very sorry, lo siento, to our Spanish-speaking listeners. So sorry, everyone. Bye.